Greetings. Welcome to episode, I believe, four of Pastoring on Purpose. This is going to be our Christmas episode. And um, no guests with us today. We have our, our regulars with us. And so um, I know it's disappointing. We just have Jeff and Raymond and myself. But nonetheless, we're going to have fun talking about Christmas and all the wonderful things of the season. Um, guys, uh, Raymond, I'll start with you, man. How, how are you guys doing over there? Uh, doing okay, hunkering down, hoping to uh, take advantage of the holidays and kind of have a dual purpose. We're kind of shut in and at the same time looking forward to the holidays and trying to be safe and get to the new year. I hear you. I think a lot of people will be ready for 2020 to be over with, hoping that 2021 is going to, uh, you, you know, the thought process is it's got to be better, right? It's got to be better than 2020. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of, I'm going to get into here in a minute why we're doing this through Zoom and not in the office location. I'm at my house. You're at, well, you're in your truck. Um, Jeff, I'm guessing is in, is, is, is that in your office there at Lee or are you at home? No, I'm at home in my study. Okay. Good deal. So how are you doing, man? You, everything going okay for you? We are well, and this is the best moment. One of those wonderful moments in the year, uh, where you're on the cusp of a break. Um, actually I think it's the anticipation of the break itself. That's as, as exciting, if not more exciting than the actual break. Uh, although that could be, that's debatable, but uh, that, that's it, being on the cusp of a break, a much needed break, as you talked about earlier this year, I think uh, all of us need a, a, a moment to reset. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to it. Let me kind of get into why we're doing this through Zoom today. I have, I have been in quarantine for quite some time, so the walls are kind of come caving in a little bit. Um, now, you know, the good thing about what we do is we don't really miss much of a beat when we're not in the office area. As a matter of fact, that the offices were closed the week after Thanksgiving just for precautionary reasons uh, coming out of the Thanksgiving break, uh, just in case. Um, but do counseling here at the house. Um, but it's been interesting. We, uh, just to kind of give you guys the story, I went to go visit my dad in Kentucky. He had just recently had surgery uh, for that weekend. It was, the, it was the weekend before Thanksgiving. And uh, we came up with the idea that let's bring our two nieces back with us if it's okay with my brother and sister-in-law. Melinda had a cold, you know, nothing major. She didn't really think anything of it. And, um, but, you know, she gets that every year, you know, it, it was feeling perfectly fine. So Sunday night, I bring my nieces with us. They're going to stay with us for Thanksgiving. We had this big plan to go to the in-laws house, have a great time. We had it all mapped out. It was going to be wonderful. Uh, Melinda's grandmother is in town uh, from Texas and um, she's, she's more elderly. And so she thought, well, just out of precaution, I'll just go ahead and get tested. I know, you know, uh, Dr. Melinda. Uh, and so she went and got tested and surprise, surprise, that Monday found out she had COVID. And of course, throughout the day, she progressively got worse. So my wife and I had this kind of weird, funny, awkward conversation of how do we share this with my brother and sister-in-law that we just brought their two daughters into our house with COVID. And not only will they not be them with them for Thanksgiving, which we already knew that, they're not gonna be able to see them for a while. Uh, and so we're trying to make lemonade out of lemons. We, we played a four and a half hour game of phase 10 last night. Um, Melinda's doing fine. She's recuperating well. My son also tested positive for COVID. Um, you know, we've had maybe some minor symptoms here, but for the most part, we're doing well. But Raymond, it's been awkward, man. It's been, it's been interesting. So if, if I look like I'm on the edge, drink a little too much coffee, it's probably because I have 
because we have a house of five kids here. Right. <clears throat> well, I'm starting to look like Grizzly Adams for the older <laughs> folks out there that may remember that TV show back in the day. I haven't gotten haircuts or anything. Uh, we've been quarantined as well. Uh, my son has was diagnosed with it. Uh, not sure at this point if we have had it or not. We've had days where each one of us have kind of felt ill, except for my other son. He seems to have just skated on through it. Uh, my wife felt down for a few days, but wasn't really sure if it was COVID. She had minor uh, symptoms, you know, kind of flu-like, but they were very minor, didn't really run much of a fever. And then I just had some tightness in the chest, uh, but nothing ultra severe, thankfully. Uh, so yeah. we're just kind of hunkering down, hoping that that was it. And, uh, and hopefully we've got some antibodies for the next couple of months until we get that vaccine rolling. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Jeff, you guys have been able to kind of, split, as you said earlier, we were, we were talking and discussed this. You guys feel like you had it. We well, did. You had it much earlier in the year. We did. We, we thought, much like uh, you guys have mentioned, we thought, okay, this is a seasonal thing or an allergy or whatever. And it's about that time of the year where we got it back in February. But uh, no, it was, it was COVID. My wife lost her sense of smell and her sense of taste. And it's amazing how it'll make you uh, tune into the issue uh, more acutely uh, and more attentively when someone close to you gets it. You start paying attention to it. And I'm seeing that around us here in Cleveland area and other people. So no, it, uh, it, it makes you hypersensitive to it, but we're well right now. We're very grateful. Uh, the Lord has brought us through and, and we're doing well and our family's doing well at this time. Good. It is. I mean, it's, it, you know, there's a sense of guilt that I felt. Uh, and this kind of, you know, because obviously if I had known, not only am I not bringing the girls with us, I'm probably staying in Kentucky, you know. I know it sounds kind of, you know, rough or, or kind of harsh that I, I wouldn't want to be there with my, my wife. But, um, you know, it, it's, it is an interesting time. And so when I'm even out, out at, a, at a restaurant and I see somebody I know, my first inclination is to go up to them and talk to them and say hi. But now I feel awkward. It's like I'm trying to keep my distance and yeah. trying to talk and try, it's, it's just, it's really weird. Uh, I feel like I'm back in middle school with all these weird, awkward social interactions that I've been having, <laughs> you know? Yes. It, it's, it's, uh, and so anyways, well, let's, let's, let's move on from that. Let's kind of get into um, what are your plans for Christmas? Raymond, do y'all have anything uh, exciting uh, in store for you guys this Christmas? Uh, not this Christmas. Uh, like you said, everything has been a little bit different. We're going to be here for the foreseeable future until after the New Year's. Hopefully, uh, we get through this thing okay and everything's all right. Uh, so our plans right now are just to hunker down with the family and, and try to enjoy the holiday season and focus on my kids and, and uh, just try to enjoy the holiday as best we can. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, what about you? Planned and intentional rest. You know, you, you get that. Uh, we're both uh, educators, my wife and I, and, and we get the natural break. Uh, but this year, just like everyone else, we're, we're tired. We're, we have additional fatigue. And I think being intentional, not just, not just saying, okay, yeah, we're going to the holidays. We'll eat a few more cookies. Uh, we'll, we'll protect ourselves here in our house. But be intentional. What can we do to get some intentional rest is what we're looking at right now. I like it. I, I always say be intentional with your intentions. Mm -hmm. you know, what are you intending to do? What is your purpose? There's always 
always have something, you know, it drives my son and my, my, my daughter crazy because I'm, I'm using everything as a teaching moment for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, I, I, I think you're exactly right. You know, one thing I've really noticed here just working from home, how more exhausted I feel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't take breaks. I push through. There's always something that can be done. I'm doing counseling here. It's really unique uh, because I spent a, a good portion of my life trying my best to separate that, to, to make sure that I don't bring my, my work home. It's just a boundary that I've had. Or, or, and, and, and now I've, I've kind of, I feel like I'm going against my own principle, to, but you kind of have to, but it's, we do need to be, make sure that we try to do our best to recuperate, right? Get some rest. And uh, I, I know it's a lot easier said than done. We're going to get into some of the things that many of our ministers have had to deal with um, this year. It's tough. It's well, tough. But, but again, I, 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 just to keep continue this point is, is, is I think this year more than any other year that we all be more intentional. And when I say that, someone listening to this might think, oh my goodness. So he's saying I've got to plan. Okay, he's a type A and he's wanting me to plan and schedule. No, I'm not saying that. It's it, what is it that gives you right? We've all had more time to think about what we're missing and what we'd like to have and um, be doing. And I've done that. I've, I hope everyone's been doing it, kind of a life evaluation. You know, what am I missing and, and why is that important to me, whether it's exercise or some other activity? And then seeing how can I intentionally do this over this break? Take advantage of it. All right. If I've been missing it, can I do it? All right. Uh, understanding that I'm, I'm constrained uh, because of the pandemic, but there, there are things I can do for myself and be intentional. Uh, and yes, I'm going to throw a scripture in there because it's applicable, okay? And Ephesians 5 um, talks about making the most of your time. Mm-hmm. And I think that should be what we look at going into this, this, this particular holiday season. Now, I know others probably listening and going, now hold it, Christ child, this is why we're celebrating. Yes, that's exactly right. In addition to that, as we focus on the, what's really the reason for the season, take advantage also personally, uh, spiritually, physically, psychologically, and making the most of our time. Sorry, so I'm not going to start to preach over here. No, it's good. That's really, I'm actually talking to myself. So I'm not really, this is for me. This is self-serving. I'm reminding myself, all right? You're looking forward to this wonderful break. Now, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, right. yeah. And, I, and I look at it getting focused. Mm-hmm. You know, this time of year, you know, we're celebrating, you know, a time of joy. Yeah. We're celebrating the Prince of Peace. Yeah. And, and, and we can do things in our lives and our family to ensure that we, we can enjoy that peace. God wants us to have that regardless of what's going on around us, the circumstances around us, to be able to find that and to have that inner joy, that peace that we have as Christians in Christ. Um. You know, I, I think it's vitally important. And, you know, Raymond, you guys make sure that you try to do that with family. You, you play games. You do, you know, what it looks like for everyone's going to be different. There's not a list here that we can say, well, you need to do da 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 right. Other than the fact I would really try to encourage people to do, you know, less work as far as what we call yes. work uh, as possible. And I know it's not always the case with ministry. I understand that it's 24-7. I pastored myself. It's different. It, but that's even more reason for us to have healthy boundaries, not less. And so, but Raymond, you know, what are some things that you guys like to do during Christmas as a family? Um, uh, we have, uh, you know, we played games here. We've had two movie nights in the last three nights. Uh, so we definitely try to, as you're saying, be intentional with our intentionality. We try to 
make those things a part of our family. Um, so we do you know, a lot of stuff like that. You know, if we're going to go, you know, we don't, we haven't eaten in a restaurant this year, mm. uh, but we do go and do pickup, curbside pickup. So we'll all get in the car and go as if we're going to eat uh, and pick it up. And so we're intentional about trying to make sure that, that we're focused on the, the right things. I think another part of that, though, is to, to have those conversations about the things around you uh, so that you can be more appreciative of the blessings that we have. A lot of people have lost family members to COVID or they're sick with COVID. A lot of people have lost jobs. Uh, we probably have more people uh, right now in poverty than we've had in any Christmas in recent memory. Uh, and so I think it is important to be intentional and, and know those things and to make sure that your family understands, hey, we're blessed. Yeah. We're blessed this year. We're blessed to be here together. Uh, let's take advantage of that. Let's take this opportunity to be together and, and be thankful as well. Love it. And you bring up some great points there, Raymond, and recognizing what we have instead of what we don't have. Um, you know, Paul, obviously, Philippians 4.13 is a very popular verse of scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oftentimes, we live our lives as though I can do all things through me who strengthens me. Um, but understanding that before you get to that verse, Paul talks about contentment. I think before we can get to a point where we can get to 4.13, we have to understand what does it mean to be content? You know, is there anything else God can do for us that he hasn't already done? And, and, and understanding, you know, family is, is so important. You know, uh, the people that were around, we, one thing we do, um, we play board games. We played phase 10 the other night and the game lasted for like four and a half hours. I kid you not. And, and the, one of the main goals of the game is making sure that dad or uncle Tim does not win. Um, and chances are whoever goes after, cause there's a little bit of strategy in phase 10. I don't know if you guys have played it before, but whoever goes no, but after uncle, uncle Tim is a little bit, uh, he, he likes to win. He's competitive. I like to win. So I, I can do. see where that comes from the family. Hey, my, my son, <laughs> my son got into playing chess. He's 15. He still hasn't beat me. You know, I just can't, I can't, you know, son, you know, you can't win all the time. If you're going to beat me, you're going to earn it. You know, all that kind of stuff. A 15 year old that's right that's right you thought you could beat me but guess what uh but whoever <laughs> goes after my son on phase 10 is probably going to win because he doesn't pay attention so he'll lay down a card that the other person's been looking for that everyone else knows and pick it up so um what are some things that you guys do jeff as a family i know most of the time you guys probably travel uh, you know goes you know go visit um, but, but, but something we started uh, a number of years ago, about 10 years ago, is each member of the family leading up to Christmas gets a night, all right? Mm -hmm. And so that person gets to choose the activity. And of course, pre-COVID, <laughs> we could go out and do things. But even if not, it, it, they can choose the game or the movie or whatever activity we're going to do that night. And they get to choose the meal. So uh, when our children were younger, they might choose like cereal for, for dinner. And that's what we did, whatever they chose. So each person, we, we would draw and they would get their night and the rest of the group had to do whatever they chose. Uh, so it's kind of fun leading up to it. And it's inexpensive and fun for the family. It really is. I love it. I love it. And, and like you said, it's, it's inexpensive. It's, it's a good way to kind of interact with one another. And so um, it's a lot of fun. You know, here's, you know, I was thinking about some things that you probably don't want to do. 
uh, during Christmas as well. And, you know, um, I kind of have a list here, but I, I, I want you guys to give me one as well. I'll start. Um, this is, if you want to ensure that you have a horrible Christmas, one thing that you probably would do is that argument that you have had with either your son, your daughter, your, your spouse, significant other, whatever, um, make sure you bring it to the table and you talk about that, that one thing that you just cannot agree on. You haven't been able to agree on it in January, February, March, you know, all the way throughout the year. So this is going to be the time. This is the time. This is the season of giving. This is the time that you're going to really assert your dominance over them to a certain extent. That you're right. Everyone else is wrong. Um, probably not the best time to bring those kind of things on, um, onto the table, I guess you could say. And, you know, we could, we could probably spend a lot of time talking about some hot topics, whether it be politic, politics, whatever the case may be. Um, but this is probably not the right time for that. Um, Raymond, what are, what are some things, you know, what's one thing that you could probably think of that you probably want to be intentional? We always talk about being intentional with things that we want to do. We also need to be intentional about things we want to try to avoid and, and, and not do as well. Uh, give me something that you think is probably not a good, good idea during the Christmas season. Uh, I would say just to kind of harken back to something that I was saying earlier, I would say just being complacent or uh, falling into a, a, a rut. Uh, you don't want to get up, sit in front of the TV all day until you go to bed and then do the same thing every day that you have an opportunity to do that. I think that it's important to be intentionally spontaneous, uh, especially with your family, your spouse. Um, maybe give a gift to your spouse the week before Christmas to ensure that it's a surprise. Uh, do things to kind of fill a trust fund, if you will, in your family. Uh, what Jeff was talking about is a, a great idea. Let each member of the family have a night. You know, just be spontaneous. One thing that, that we started doing years ago was the elf on the shelf. Yeah. And my kids are obviously old enough to know what's up with Christmas. But we still do the elves, and we're really far out with it. We will get shaving cream and spew it across the countertops with the elves or sugar uh, and really make it a thing that we all kind of talk about, even though we know it's something that keeps us from just falling into a rut. We're going to take those things, and we're going to appreciate them that we've always appreciated. And I would say the one thing that we can do is just lose track of the small things that we can do, being creative and being spontaneous and just falling back into a rut of complacency uh, that's not really going to be constructive for any of us to have a good holiday. That's a great point. You know, we oftentimes think it's the big major things that's going to make major change. Oftentimes it's those minor minute uh, changes. Tweaking. Yes, tweaking. If, yes, I like that word, tweaking. Well, Very good. I, can I jump in here? I like, Raymond, the idea of, of looking at being spontaneous, trying something new, when the tendency right now during the pandemic and things changing on us, oh my goodness, we've got to, we've got to restrain, we've got to hunker down. No, no, this is an opportunity. Yeah. Let's try something we haven't done before. Let's forget about what Creativity, we, yeah. we can do. Maybe we can't travel to our family this year. Fine. What can we do? Let's do something different and get the whole family involved. I like that idea. That's good. That's good. I like it. And, you know, change things up, you know, and, and really with this, I mean, 2020 has been such a unique, this is going to go down to the history books. Okay. 2020, the pandemic, it has been 
unlike anything that I believe any of us have ever experienced. And one of the things that we've seen a lot of is people being at home, working from home. What you don't want to do is, like you said, Raymond, and, and alluded to as well, Jeff, is that you kind of start doing the same things that you did like, like it was in May when you had to shut down and you just, okay, we're just, you know, let's just um, do things differently. Um, try to find something to continue to find ways to continue to connect with the family, to, to kind of have fun. It is okay to have fun. Can I say that? Yes. Can I give us permission? I know that a lot of us are suffering. A lot of us have gone through a difficult time. Um, many of us are still going through that. We, we're concerned about our church. We're concerned about finances. We're concerned about a lot of things. And we might have church members that are giving us a hard time for whatever reason, because we believe this way or we don't believe in this way, whatever the case may be. But it is okay, even in that, to have joy. And it's okay to do things intentionally, like we talked about, to help us put a smile on our face. Perhaps you could put a smile on someone else's face that might need it. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, it's just a thought, just a thought. I'm not trying to be too preachy here, but I get excited about uh, talking about these things. It's been difficult for a lot of people, for all of us, quite frankly. Um, I, I know people who have suffered, who have passed away and um, it's tough. And, you know, and honestly, I'll be honest with you, this last week and a half, I've been sitting here thinking, okay, you know, when's, you know, when's it my time? You know, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, you have to really try hard to combat that kind of anxiety and that kind of fear. Um, and you have to replace it with something that other than just sitting there uh, thinking about it. And so uh, good stuff, you know, another thing, you know, just some other ideas of things that you probably don't want to do just to, you probably don't want to regift a gift to someone that you love. I've done that before, got caught. So um, I was just thinking about this in my car on my way to the house today. I was thinking about a nice gift that I got. And I thought, you know what? I already have something like this. Do I re-gift mm -hmm. it? And then I thought, no, that's kind of the, yeah, that's kind of the general rule. Don't re-gift. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually crossed my mind this morning. It's a one lovely gift, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you do re-gift it, make sure you take the name off to the other person that you would get or the, you know, um, that's not good. And I didn't do it. To, I did it to my mom. My mom caught it. And I was like, uh, oh, sorry, mom. You know, that was a hard recovery, by the way. So I was much younger in my defense. Now, sometimes the motivation to re-gift is because it's expensive, right? I mean, it's expensive mm -hmm. to buy gifts. And so with that, if you want, if you don't mind, my, one of the things I would say, watch out for is overspending. That would be almost any holiday season, but especially this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm noticing this. If you've got an Amazon account, I, it is so easy. And then your social media being tied to it, it reminds you of things that you could buy. It's really creepy, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. just, just, just quickly with your thumb, you can purchase something and have it on your porch tomorrow, which is exciting. It's exciting to get these gifts. You're buying them. You forget about that. But it's like getting gifts on your front porch. And I think to, to fill the void of a lot of the loss that we experience and how fatigued we are, et cetera, I think without, if we're not conscious about it, not intentional, like we've been talking about it, we may end up overspending this year more than any other year. That's a great point because I mean, that's, that's, that's a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when my mom was in the hospital and, and I knew she was going to pass. I was there for a week and just watching her suffer. I went online, bought a computer, put it on credit, you know, because I was looking for something to kind of make me feel good in that moment, my grief and my pain. So we had to be, yeah, I, I agree. And, of any years, I think it's okay to make sure that we have conversations even to be open with, you know what, I'm not going to spend as much, perhaps. Uh, perhaps we're, you know, because we get so caught up sometimes in gifts and, and, and things that we buy for others that 
you don't want to go in debt for the rest of the year over hey, Christmas thanks, guys. gifts. I was just looking at uh, special Christmas financing from Sweetwater yesterday. <laughs> so thanks. That might give me just enough courage to get through. There you go. Yeah. Any, anytime we can be a blessing, Raymond, that's what we're here for. And so um, a few things, you know, probably don't want to give uh, underwear as a gift, as a joke, probably not a good idea. Just uh, I've seen, I've seen that happen before. Uh, probably not a good idea to go on your rant about the war on Christmas. We understand um, the over-commercialization of Christmas. Um, watch sad Hallmark and Lifetime movies, right? You know, you got to have, you know, when you come over, you know, you, you got that person that's just always got that sad kind of, and when I was with my dad, we watched a, a documentary on, um, and I, we won't get into the whole eschatology uh, kind of talk, but it was on Armageddon and the end of the world. And it was two hours of just constant <laughs> war and pummel. And then after that was over, I was there with my, my sister. My dad looks at us and said, hey, this is a movie on the, the Columbine shooting. Let's watch this. And we were like, nope. <laughs> we, that's enough. We're, we're, we're done. We've watched it. Um, you know, the Christmas shoes. It's great. You know, if you like that kind of stuff, it's got Rob Lowe. Some other things are good and pure and yeah. kind and let me oh, that, that, watch those kinds of things as well. Yeah. Jeff? That Christmas, well, I, I don't need to talk. I'm going to go off on a rant. That Christmas shoes uh, song is one of my daughter's favorites. But I think, you know, the, the author of that all right, who wrote that is like, okay, those lyrics, um, all right, um, Christmas is great, but it'd be more enjoyable if it were sad. I mean, you know, it's, it's almost like that's what the, okay, but again, I'm sorry. I'm no, not, I get it. I get it. A lot of people, well, and yeah, you're right. No, why, why not avoid that this year? <laughs> I, I watched it, you know, and when I watched it, I may have gotten a little, you know, allergies kind of, you know, um, but <laughs> when you, the, the, the title of the movie tells you this, I mean, basically the movie. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if you haven't watched it by now, spoiler alert, by the way, um, it's been out forever. There's a book written on it and, and new song, I believe is the, the group that, that sang uh, the this, this song. Uh, it's a song about, in a movie about a boy that, that tries to find a pair of shoes for his dying mother that's about to die and he doesn't have the money to buy it. And Rob Lowe, the character in the movie, he's a good actor, by the way, uh, comes in and you know he's kind of the the Grinch in the in the movie and and, and has a little Christmas spirit and, and pitches in and, and buys him and of course his mom passes away but anyways it is sad and and so um, probably don't want to have that on in the background Elf it's a good one can't go wrong it's funny it's entertaining it's not bad mean Armageddon you know real car crashes of the state troopers kind of TV I like Elf uh, we I'm I'm a Christmas story guy i like the christmas story um and so yeah jeff any particular give me, give me the rankin and bass claymation there you go 1960s early 1970s give me that i'm an old guy all right makes me Going smile all right i like it non-controversial except for that uh santa in in rudolph uh listen to, to listen to him and that a little bit prejudice there but it's a other than that all right uh <laughs> Some good, some good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, anyways, but yeah, just some ideas, uh, some things to do um, during this kind of Christmas season. Let's kind of get into a little bit towards the end of the show here. And, you know, we really do hope all of our ministers have a wonderful Christmas. We, we look forward to this time. You know, one of the things I, I rec recognize when I went from pastoring to where I'm at now is, is, you know, when you're our pastoring, you go out to the grocery store, you see somebody, you're, you always, 
you're always on, right? You have to, you know, I, I'll go to the grocery store now, I'll go to Walgreens at night and I'll wear shorts and just a t-shirt and a ball cap. I would never do that when I was pastoring because you just never know who you're going to run into. Um, so it's, it's constant. It's all day. So even, even on that Christmas break, you know, I, it is different. I think we've talked about the difference and the uniqueness of ministry. Um, this year, um, I believe, and from what we have seen uh, through our office um, and conversations that we've had with a lot of ministers, quite frankly, is, is many of them are running on fumes. Um, 2020 has been exhausting in, in so many ways and really too numerous to even begin to list. Um, many of us have been affected personally from COVID. We've lost a lot of, some, some families have lost multiple, a lot of family members due to the pandemic. Uh, we've lost members, perhaps. Finances are down. It's, it is a difficult, difficult time. 2020 has just been extremely exhausting on, I think, just about everybody. So what are some things, and we've already kind of talked about this earlier in the show. We got ahead of ourselves a little bit. Um, but what are some other things that we kind of discuss about this to be intentional, some other things that we can do to be intentional uh, this Christmas season to kind of help us recalibrate, to help us go into 2021 rested with vigor and that, that kind of excitement that we had when we were first called into ministry, you know, that, that kind of, that joy that I can't wait to, you know, how do we get back to that? And is it possible? I would say after you've got some physical rest, give yourself the, 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 the plan, be intentional to have rest days, pajama day, whatever it is for you, all right? Whatever you do to rest and just totally get the rest that you need. But then think about consciously renewing your mind. And yes, I'm referring to that scripture, all right? And the renewing of your mind. What are you going to do to renew your mind? Maybe you have been digging into the word for just creating sermons, which is, which is wonderful, which is part of your work, all right? But maybe that scripture that you had been thinking about for you personally that you hadn't had time to reflect on, go back and revisit that and do some thinking and even some writing, reading and writing, all right? Or that book that you've been thinking about, it's been sitting on the shelf and you've been thinking, oh, I wanna read that someday. Maybe this is the time to do that. That'll help you renew your mind. Yeah, I like it, Raymond. Anything you want to add or say? I would say the 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 old trusty overcoming procrastination. Um, you know, I, I have a bad tendency to come out of the new year with a little bit of a slag, and I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, believe it or not, a little bit tired because we've been out. Uh, but when you come back, I would say hit some things anew. Hit some things. Be renewed with how you behave. Uh, I think, you know, in counseling, sometimes you try to talk with people about allowing the way they feel to control their behaviors. Mm -hmm. Try the other way around and try to let the behaviors impact how we feel uh, in a positive way. If we go out and we do certain things, it's going to make us feel more empowered, like we're getting somewhere, and that's going to have a momentum to it. Uh, so I would say don't procrastinate. Do things. Uh, when you come out of this new year, like a slingshot and hit it. I think we all are kind of crossing our fingers and hedging our bets that we're going to have a lot better year uh, than we have this past year. Uh, and I think that the opportunities are there to hit if we just get over that uh, procrastination. 
Absolutely. That's a good, you know, when you get back to the, that January, you get back into the kind of the groove of thing. I do think the after Christmas blues is a real thing, you know, and, and tackling those things, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. You know, if, if it's Monday morning, those things that you just kind of, I don't know, go ahead and do it, get it done, get the, get the tough things that you kind of just apprehensive about, just go ahead and lean in in that a little bit and go ahead and do it. And it's going to make the rest of the week, the rest of the month that much more enjoyable instead of just having a sense of dread, you know, uh, and that just builds, just continues to build up. Um, so good stuff. And, and I would add, you know, make sure that this Christmas season, you know, whether, you know, reading scripture, we don't take a break from that. Prayer um, is always vitally important. I, it should be the driving force of everything that we do pray in season and out. Right. We should always have that. But when you pray, don't just pray for your church. Don't just pray for your spouse. Do that, by the way. Don't just pray for you, but pray for yourself. You know, Lord, what can I do? You know, let it be kind of a time of also reevaluating. I'm constantly just, you know, well, how can I? And I don't look at it as a sense of dread. I look at it as like, what can I continue to do better? If, if, if somebody disagrees with me or I disagree with them, I want to know what their disagreement is. So if I'm wrong, I want to, you know, I want to be right. Okay. And so constantly kind of looking at those things and, and looking at those things as a challenge. And um, I think it's really good and helpful for us to be able to do. Um, very good stuff, guys. Anything you, you guys want to add before we move on? Because I hope it is our prayer. We're, we, we, we love, you know, our ministers. Um, we really do. We love our ministerial families. We do what we do because of you. And the local church, I've always said this, missions and the local church are the heartbeat of, of the church. Without that, you don't have a church. And so it is our goal. It is our job. It's our hope to be able to serve and be there for our ministers um, in their good times and in their bad. And we want you guys to know how much we love you. We appreciate you so very much. And um, we're here for you. And so anything else you guys want to add before we go to the closing part of the show, Jeff? No, no, I, I except to, to review. I mean, be intentional and uh, do, do be intentional about refocusing on your family, on yourself and renewing your mind. You know, Jeff, I, I want to kind of just throw this in there, you know, because you guys have had a pretty, pretty unique year at Lee, you know, for those of you who, who haven't been watching or you're not aware, and maybe you're just listening to the audio version or you're just picking up, um, Jeff is a uh, professor at Lee University and um, also department head over the behavioral sciences over there. Um, how has this year looked over there? Because I'm guessing it has looked a lot different than most years with students and everything. How, how have they been able to do? Uh, the students have done well. They've adjusted well, but it has been a challenge for all of us. We didn't have a break. We typically have a semester break um, somewhere midway, usually in October in the fall. We decided because of the, uh, of the pandemic, we wouldn't do that. We didn't want to send everybody home and bring them back sick or, or risk doing that. So we started in August and plowed through all the way until Thanksgiving. Uh, but it went, we had students coming in and out, all right, because of COVID and, and also faculty and staff. But thank God we made it. We did. We, we made it through and uh, we had to teach hybrid classes, which means you're teaching online. So uh, most of my, all of my classes had uh, both broadcasted. Uh, I was live in a classroom teaching uh, and we had to modify that uh, to stay socially distant. So a class of 60, I could only have a class of 20 at a time, all right? 
And so the other students who, who, who I had to do something with them, so they were all on Zoom, and so they would rotate, or we call that hybrid mm -hmm. teaching. And we're going to do that again this next semester, but the students have responded really well to it. I think the thing that they missed the most, and what we did, we, uh, they responded, when, they, when we asked them about the semester, they appreciated the faculty and the way that we approached it. And I'm not, that's not a compliment to myself, I don't mean that, I'm really talking about my colleagues. They appreciated that, but they missed the connection with each other, all right? And I, I think you may be hearing that from some churches as well, but our students, the, the opportunity to get with their friends, all right, even though they were on campus, many of them, just to be able to hang out together, they just missed that opportunity. So they're looking forward to that next semester, or, or excuse me, once the vaccine is introduced here into our, into our country. Uh, I think that's the, the hope right there. But overall, it went quite well. God blessed us with a really good semester. Uh, all things considered, and our administration did a wonderful job of preparing this for it. Awesome. Jeff, we, we really, Mr. Okay, we, you're part of us, by the way. You know, you're going to be a regular on our podcast. We love and appreciate you. I've got a wonderful gift here uh, that I'm going to send you. Uh, that was really nice that I bought a couple of years ago for someone that I forgot to give to them. So I'm going to send that. <laughs> I'm going to re-gift that and send it your way and show you how much we love you and we appreciate you. So, um well, yeah, well, I appreciate those kind words, but, but I, I and I think we've said this before, but I want the people listening to know this. I'm a son of a minister. Who, my father's a minister in the Church of God. I have a, I owe a lot to the Church of God, my home, my my, my livelihood, and as 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 a as an employee of Lee, I, I'm still a member, not only a member of the Church of God, but I'm being paid by an by a Church of God institution. I love it, and in growing up in a minister's home, that's where my perspective is. All right not just as a psychologist, but as, as, as a PK and seeing the stress, uh, the devotion and the work that one has to do as a pastor. I really appreciate that. So if there's anything I can do to help, that's why I'm, I'm glad you guys let me hang out. Uh, I really am. And I hope that what I uh, provide is helping others because that, that's what I want. I, I, and we all three have that in common that we really care about our ministers. Yeah. I like to be around people that are smarter than me. It helps me kind of elevate my game a little bit. And, and you two are top notch. And I, I love and appreciate you guys so very much. Um, I won't re-gift you a gift, by the way. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it off Amazon. You so, did give me this gift, so I'm appreciative. I did give you that. Yes. The, the center, that's right. Raymond doesn't have his. This is in the house. Uh, Raymond's in his truck right now because he doesn't get good reception in the house, uh, just to kind of clarify there. But yeah, we're really excited about what God is doing. We're seeing some new things happen at Ministerial Care. Um, obviously, we're doing online counseling now, which has really uh, surprisingly gone well, to be honest with you. I was a little skeptical going into that. Uh, we started doing that before the pandemic hit, by the way, probably a year uh, before the pandemic hit. And so we were able to kind of hit the ground running in regards to that. Uh, we're online now, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we're doing podcasts. We're seeing a lot of things. We're kind of, you know, venturing into some things that we've, we quite frankly have never done before. It's exciting. Um, and so we're learning how to do this. Okay. This is new. This is, this is really Raymond. This, this is pretty much the opposite of counseling, isn't it? Uh, when you think about the, the, the confidentiality and, you know, the counseling is just kind of one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, it's a new area that we're operating in. Yeah, it is. But I mean, that, that's part of the exciting opportunity about the next year and the next season and all of our ministries and what we do uh, is there's going to be new ways of doing things. There's going to be new approaches of doing things. There's going to be a lot better ways, a lot more efficient ways of uh, accomplishing things in the future. Uh, I've had to do, I'm, a, I'm just about as old school as it gets. Uh, if I try to do something on Zoom, 
you know, I've, I've, I'm completely out of my element doing those kinds of things. Uh, but I've had to do uh, intensives here, uh, especially the last month or so. I've had to do some intensives uh, via the phone sitting in my truck like this. Yeah. Uh, so you do. You just have to kind of adapt and move forward. And on that, just let me say in, in, in my closing thing here is I just want to say, you know, I am a preacher's son. Jeff is a preacher's son. You are a preacher. Uh, we don't know all of the things that the ministers out there have had to do over this past year. It is incomprehensible how many things they've had to struggle with to make ends meet in their churches. And I just want to say Merry Christmas to those guys. And we appreciate them. We appreciate what they've done. Uh, we appreciate them going forward. We know the kinds of things they have to deal with, even if we don't know their individual struggles. We know they're there. We've all three been a part of that. And I would just like to thank them. Uh, thank them for watching this. Thank them for doing their ministry. Thank them for being the last knot in the rope for so many people mm -hmm. over the past year. Uh, it's a tremendous challenge that they face, but it's also an awesome opportunity that God gives them to be in that role. And they rise to the challenge every time. And I just want to thank all of the ministers out there for doing that and allowing the three of us uh, to do the thing that we're doing right now. It's an honor. And I can't say it any better than myself, Raymond, so I'm not going to try. And uh, thank you guys so much. We're really excited. We've, we've already, if you haven't watched the, the previous episodes, we've got Pastor Mark Williams, uh, Pastor uh, Hugh Nelson. We've also got uh, Priscilla Dobbins. Um, and, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, the wife of Richard Dobbins. Uh, and so, uh, we have, we have really hit the ground running with this. We're really excited about this. We've got uh, Bishop Doherty scheduled to be with us, uh, as a guest in an upcoming episode and quite a few other out there that I'm waiting to kind of hear confirmation back. I'm pretty confident they're going to be on the show with us, but I don't want to say it until I, I, I hear definitively. Needless to say, we're really excited about having these conversations, being intentional, and hopefully being a source of encouragement um, to each and every one of you, because we're not doing what we're doing, if not for your work, tirelessness, and, and the love that you guys have. So with that being said, Jeff, would you, uh, would you say our closing prayer for us? And before you do that, I do want to say to everybody, we love you guys and, and, and Merry Christmas. Yes, thank you. Uh, and thank you, Tim and Raymond, for this privilege. I really do. Thank you for inviting me to be part of this ministry, this wonderful ministry. It really is. Um, so let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you, Lord, for your comfort. We thank you, Lord, for the peace and the mercy that you provide for us daily. Thank you, Lord, for the good work that you're doing in the Church of God through our ministers. Lord, um, thank you for sustaining them through this most difficult year. And Lord, it's with that knowledge that we have the confidence that you're going to continue to, to take care of them. And we ask you, Lord, that you protect them and their time and their families during this holiday season. Lord, help them to renew their minds. Help them to be intentional with the time that is allotted to them. Protect them. Heal them uh, and keep them, Lord, in, in your will. Uh, ask, Lord, that you continue to bless this ministry uh, 
and the Church of God. And we thank you so much, Lord, for sending this most precious gift, your Son, to us. And we celebrate it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I am Tim Manis with Jeff Sargent, Raymond Culpepper II on Pastoring on Purpose. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to you all. We will see you in 2021.